I read a leadership quote from John Maxwell the other day that inspired the topic of today's show, and here's what it read. Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It's about one life influencing another. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss earned authority. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone. Jeff Hancher here. I hope you're all doing fantastic. I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you, especially those of you that are new to the show. If you are new to the show, I would love an opportunity to introduce myself, introduce the journey that I'm on, and how the Champion Forum podcast came about. So if that is you, I would ask you to pause this episode, go back all the way to episode one, learn a little bit more about my journey, learn a little bit more about why the Champion Forum podcast exists. And I want to thank you in advance for being a part of this community as I am on a full commitment to help others lead, inspire, and win in this life. Let's dive into today's show. Have you ever heard the uh, do what I say because I'm the boss? Nope. Trust me because I'm the boss. Nope, not good either. Here's the reality. Authority is earned, full stop. Authority is earned. The only way to get true authority is to earn it. But how, how, we, how do we go about this? How do we go about earning authority? Because we, we fully understand appointed authority. This is when you get the job, right? This is when you get the title. This is when you get the opportunity and they, they put the word manager uh, on, on your business card. That's appointed authority. So how do we go about earning authority? How do we do this? Especially if we're a brand new leader or we're new to leading a team. So how do we become leaders that people don't just have to report to, but rather leaders that people don't want to let down? You see, that hits different. How do we become the type of leader that people want to follow? There's some, there's some things that go into this. And look, there's volumes of book writ- books written about this subject. I'm going to give you some that are really, really obvious, but I really want us to go down this journey together a little bit. And the first thing that I would tell you, as I think of this subject, I think of some of the strongest relationships that I've had as a leader. I also think about some of the people that I think I've influenced most. And I start dissecting what were some of those common threads? What led to that level of engagement? What led to that level of respect? What led to that level of honor and transparency and all the things that we want as a leader. And here's what I came up with. This is the first one, honesty. And I know this is where you say, oh, fantastic. Let's just be trustworthy people and everything's going to fall in line. But I would be remiss not to talk about this as part of the subject matter. Because honesty, honestly, honesty is truly the bedrock of trust. Without honesty, your team won't operate anywhere near its capacity. Because why? They have no foundation for believing you or, or the believing that you have the, their best in mind. 
This is when we become, uh, without this, we become leaders that have an agenda. We, we like people because of what they can do for us. If your team sees you saying one thing and doing another thing, or worse, you actually do lie, what's to keep them from expecting you to do the same to them? They've caught you doing it. And look, this goes both ways because sometimes where I see, see leaders mess up is they'll lie to a customer. Uh, they'll lie to a prospect. They'll mislead a prospect in a sales call. You know, your team is taking inventory of this because they know now what you're capable of doing. And this seems very obvious, but it can be easily compromised. We, you've probably been at least tempted by this when there's high pressure. Maybe there's risk of losing an employee, risk of losing a big customer, a big sale. Don't do it. We have to play the leadership game for the long haul. Don't even risk this by misleading your people or giving half-truths. Without honesty and reputation of being trusted, your authority will at best be in question. Let's talk – well, here's some good news. Let's close out on honesty. Honesty is not a skill. So, so that should encourage you that whether you're a day one leader or a, or a 10-year leader, honesty is not a skill. Being trustworthy is not a skill. It's a choice. So that's a good lead into the second point, competency. Now, this is where it gets a little challenging because competency does require skill. It's going to require you to grow. It's going to require you to stretch. Always remember what I say. You can't give what you don't have. What I've come to learn in my tenure and many people that I admire as leaders is that they're people of excellence. And excellence is magnetic. Excellence attracts attention. When you are great at what you do, people will naturally want to be around you. Look no further than amazing athletes uh, in high school, uh, whatever it might be. Why are people attracted to these amazing athletes? Why? Because they're excellent at what they do. No one is competent in every area of their job. You will never be. And people will have some grace for you in the areas where you're learning. Key word, learning, meaning we always got to be looking to improve. But your team should see that you have general competency in your role as a leader. So this begs the question, leader, what are you doing to get better? What are you doing to get better at your industry knowledge product knowledge? What are you doing to get better as a leader? Just getting to the title will not be enough. It's way too complex. We need to always be investing in improving our leadership acumen. This is tough as a new leader because we haven't really had a chance to learn. The key here is that if you are a new leader and you're listening, here's the key. Stay with it and remain very humble. Let them see you working to get better. Let them see you reading the book. Maybe you read the book together. Let them see you going to the workshop. Let them see you investing in yourself. You should set the example of always being on the increase.
But the key is to remain humble, especially the new leader. Even if you're being promoted from within an organization into leadership, have a level of humility. This is even more so important if you're going into a brand new company or a brand new industry, because if you go into this brand new industry, your competency in that industry is at a zero, and you're going to be leading people that have high skill knowledge of that industry. You better exercise some humility because they're already put off by the fact that you're there most likely. Part of being competent is knowing that you don't know And humility in your competence is going to go a long way in gaining the trust with your team. The next topic is inspirational. To be a leader that earns authority, you have to have an ability to inspire people. Not just being motivational and rah-rah and and helping people get the goosebumps up on the back of their neck and the hair standing up on their arms. By the way, there's a time for that. But I'm talking about inspiring people. Inspiration is a deep-rooted thing. Some would say it's a gift. Inspirational leadership at its core, it's about finding ways to enhance the potential of those you lead in a way that works for them and inspiring them to push themselves, achieve more, reach their potential. This is this is this has some depth to it. This is more than just, you know, being the coach on the sidelines saying, you can do it. I believe in you. This is deep inspiration. This is drawing things out of people to do things they didn't think was possible. And the methods by which this is done, it's going to vary from person to person and business to business. But the outcome will always be the same. People developing a greater confidence in what they can do and applying this confidence in a way that benefits your organization. I wish I had a formula for this inspirational leadership, and maybe maybe that's a topic all of its own. But I will tell you, you got to know your people. You got to really have an understanding of what their true potential is, and you got to begin drawing that out. Inspire them by showing them their potential. I have found so many times in my journey to any level of success that I had that so many times I didn't have the belief in myself. But I had leaders along the way that I literally was borrowing their belief in me. Some people just can't see it for themselves. Make sure to let them realize the rewards of seeing their potential and tying it into what matters most. What matters most to your people? Do you know the answer to that? Because I'll bet you what matters most to your people is where the opportunity for inspirational leadership lies. And it's rarely tied to just they want to make more money. There's a reason for it. There's something in the core of them that you can help draw out. I, I remember thinking to myself, when I get to this point or that point or this earning, what it was going to mean to my family, what it was going to mean to my parents, you know, having the satisfaction of going to the pharmacy, picking up the prescriptions, giving it to my parents and telling them you're never going to have to cut a pill in half again. Like that's fulfilling to me. And I had leaders along the way that began to realize the challenge that I came from and the struggle I came from. And they inspired me by saying, look, you can't give up now. You have to work harder. You got to read the book. You got to go to the training because there's something at stake here. Man, you want to talk about purpose? 
inspire people to find their purpose. When people know that they have real purpose, it changes everything. Do they know why their work matters, both internally and externally? Externally is what it does for them. Internally, it's what it does for the greater good. What is that? And I promise you, you don't have to have a life-saving product or, or something that changes the, the world economy or the environment. I don't care what it is you do. It has a purpose. There is a benefit. We are serving our community. We are serving our customers with said product, said service. But do your people find the inspiration in their role in that? I think Martin Luther King, King showed us this very well on how to find purpose, didn't he? On October 14th, 1964, he made a speech at the March on Washington that continues to inspire us even to this day. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Wow. This screams purpose. And he was able to earn the authority of multitudes of people. You ever think about that? What was Martin Luther King's title? Some would call, some would call him reverend, right? But he didn't have this big org chart. He didn't have this, you know, appointed authority. It was all earned authority. He found ways to inspire people and tie it to purpose. That little snippet of what I just read purpose. It's all tied into purpose. If you want to carry influence, ensure that the people around you feel purpose. The leader who can help people find this purpose and inspire the belief in it will have a natural magnetism about them. So this, this gets to the next point, which is get to know your team. It's hard to inspire. It's hard to motivate. It's hard to have uh, competencies if you really don't know the people that you're leading. I have found that people tend to appreciate it when others take the time to get to know them, especially in the workplace. By learning about what your people value and how they work best, you can find unique ways to inspire them. I remember this time, you know, when I, when I fully captured this, and, and I didn't capture this well early in my leadership tenure. My, my early leadership tenure, it was like win at any cost, get the numbers, beat the projections, um, and whatever it means, it means. If I got to leave bodies in the wake, so be it. We're getting the number. But as I evolved into a leader, many of you might remember I had Lee Collin on the show. If you're listening, Lee, I owe you a debt of gratitude. But it was a book that I read by Lee Collin, and it made me realize there's something about passionate performance, which is the name of this little book that he wrote. And it talked about capturing the heart and capturing the mind of people. If you haven't listened to my interview with Lee, go back and do that. This gets into the heart of getting to know your team. I remember as I started to capture this, the essence of what this meant, I started to get real creative on ways that I could go about doing this. I remember I was preparing for uh, our, our annual launch meeting and I would travel all over the region and I would meet with different markets and, you know, we would, you know, tell them what their, their goals were for the year and why it was important and it was inspirational and so on. And I'm like, how can I make this about them? <clears throat> And I remember ahead of these meetings, 
I asked each member of my team, and we're talking a lot of people. I asked them to send me an email. And what I wanted in that email was I wanted them to describe to me why winning was important to them. Why is it important to you? Folks, I got to tell you, some of the feedback that I got from that simple question, it blew my mind. And I started asking my local leaders, were you aware of this? I had one guy that said that he wanted to buy his dad a Cadillac. And I thought, that's nice. I replied to the email and I said, hey, I think this is an awesome thing. Why is that important to you? Probing question. And he said something, I think his dad was sick. It was something like that, but to the tune of my dad's up in years, he's not well. And I remember as a kid being at home, how hard my dad would work. And I didn't even really get to see him much because at times, even growing up, he would work two jobs. And I always remember whenever he would see a Cadillac driving down the road and he would say, you know, someday I'm going to have one of those. Someday I'm going to have one of those. And in the email, he goes on to tell me and he said, Hans, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you that he never got his Cadillac because he was always giving to his family. He's the reason why all of us kids found any level of success. He literally gave his life to us. Now that I'm having some level of success and he's retired and up in years and not doing well, I want to get my dad his Cadillac. Wow. This is this goes beyond like I want to buy a car for my dad, right? There's something meaningful attached to this. Can you imagine as a leader what you can do with that information? And I'm not saying manipulate people. Hey, you better make more calls or you will never get your dad the Cadillac. Like that's manipulation. I'm talking about inspiring them to go run a little faster because there's something at stake. And, and, and I, I, check this out. Then it happens. They get the car. And I could go story after story. Some of you have listened, uh, listened in or maybe sat in workshops or heard my keynote about leading without authority. And I talk about my friend Brett. Brett, if you're listening, your story about taking your girls to Disney World, it still blows me away to this day. But the essence of the story was is that in this same project, this guy tells me he wants to take his daughters to Disney World. And in my mind, I'm like... What's the big deal? That'd be a cool trip, cool vacation. But he goes on to tell me why that was important and how he was a single dad at the time and how he wanted to serve his daughters. And I challenged him. I challenged him for months. We started seeing incremental improvement. And I remember one fall day in October, I think it was a Saturday actually, I get a text and I look at it and it's from Brett. And I open it up, and here is my man dressed like a prince with two little princesses in front of that castle, whatever that castle's called at Disney World. And I thought to myself, my dude made it. He made it. You know how many conversations I had with Brett between the time he sent me that email and the time that picture was taken? The bottom line is this. Different things inspire different people. And understanding the individual personalities on your team, it may help you adjust your leadership style. When people feel understood, 
they may be more open to inspiration and your guidance. The next thing is forward thinking. If you want people to follow you, you have to be going somewhere, right? Having a vision that you can communicate with clearly defined goals, enthusiasm, and a solid why, it will make you follow a bull. Have a vision so compelling that people are willing to sacrifice to contribute to it. The vision has to be relevant and it has to tie into each member of the team. It cannot just be celebrating business results. I hate to break the news to you all. Nobody cares about your business results. Nobody cares about your stock price. I love when people parade around, hey, we had a great quarter. Look at our earnings report. And and look, that stuff's awesome. I'm in. I used to celebrate that stuff. I love it. I would share those things with your t- with my team. But the reality was, how much do people really care? They care what it does for them. I'm all about celebrating as a team. But why, why does that matter to them? You better tie that in. Hey, look, as our company grows, there's going to be more need for leaders. There's going to be promotable opportunities. This was the vision leaders gave to me in the corporate world. I started with my company in corporate America. It was at $600 million. When I left, it was at uh, close to $7 billion. Wow. You know, if I just give you those statistics, you know what everybody listening is saying? Yay. Who cares? There were leaders along the way that helped me care about that because they would say, when we grow as a team, when we win as a team, here's what it means for you. We're going to need more sales managers. We're going to need more general managers. We're going to need more sales directors. It's never going to be a matter of if there's an opportunity. The only question, Hans, you're going to have to answer is, have you made yourself the obvious choice? And I thought that's exciting. Now I can celebrate stock prices or, you know, whatever it might be. Are you doing that as a leader? Here's a few things to begin doing right away to become more inspirational. Meet with your team regularly in one-on-one meetings. I don't care what the frequency is, figure it out, but meet with them one-on-one. It could be every week, every other week, once a month, once a quarter, once a year. I don't know what it is based off of your capacity, but meet with them. Rub elbows with them. Ask them questions and genuinely listen to understand. I know I reference this a lot on the show, but it continues to amaze me to hear that leaders just don't do this. These connections are priceless. Talk about things that matter, not just performance items. Maybe obstacles that they're facing, professional development opportunities that they'd like to pursue, or even personal issues that they're concerned about. You're their boss. And by engaging with them on their playing field, you will begin endearing them. And you will begin gaining the trust that will allow you to have the authority that you need. Help them. Help them. I know this seems obvious, but where you have expertise, offer to help. And when you do, remember to empower them. Don't just do the work yourself. Give them the tools they need to learn. If you can share your expertise, great. And if you're not the right person, help them find somebody who is. And finally, walk the talk. Do what you say you'll do and act fairly toward everybody. Leadership is personal. It's not about the corporation or business. It's about you. 
If people don't believe in the messenger, they will never believe the message. If people don't believe in you, they won't believe in what you say. Remember, being in charge doesn't actually grant you authority. I heard it once said that leadership is a choice you make rather than a place you sit. Leadership is a choice you make rather than a place you sit. In other words, leadership comes from influence and not from your position. I hope today's message has you thinking about how you can continue to earn the right to lead your team. Sometimes without even realizing it, we can put leadership on cruise control. What areas, leader, can you be intentional about? Are you a leader that people report to? Or are you a leader that people don't want to let down? Stay well. Keep making big impact. And never forget, you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win. 